Okay, here we go. So power to the women. Hi, Anastasia and Lane. Um, welcome to our show. Hi, Peter. Thank hey, you. Um, so, uh, so please present yourself uh, to our audience. Tell us what you are doing in the XR space and who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Anastasia Pashkavetska, or Anastasia Pash for short. I've been in the VR space since 2017. Um, I don't come from a filmmaking um, or a theater background. I actually used to work in finance. But then one day I decided that I've had enough of that and I wanted to go into VR and storytelling. So I bought a 360 camera and tickets to Mozambique. And I went there for three months and I just focused on telling stories about uh, sustainable tourism and conservation. And uh, from that space, I basically started specializing in creative, immersive um, experiences for the travel industry. And now I'm um, doing a startup called Globetrotter VR, uh, which um, uses the technology to make travel planning easier and more fun. Okay. And uh, what about you, Lynn? Hi, so I'm Lynn. Um, I'm founder of LucidWeb. Um, before uh, founding LucidWeb, I was active in online video distribution, 2D online video distribution. And when I fell in love with the, the medium in uh, 2015, I uh, actually copied that. And since uh, 2016 with LucidWeb, we're focusing on distribution of VR experiences. Today, it's also AR experiences. Apart from LucidWeb, um, I'm also co-founder of um, Women in Immersive Tech, uh, and I'm also the knowledge management manager of an initiative called XR for All, which is a European Commission-funded initiative to accelerate VR and AR in Europe. You're doing a lot. Too many things at the, yeah. today, yes, that's <laughs> it true. It sounds like a lot. Okay, so you're both on a panel about women in immersive technology, and uh, Lane, you, like you already mentioned, you co-founded Women in Immersive Technology Europe. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this organization is all about and why you've started this initiative? Basically, in uh, 2016, um, I, yeah, I fell in love with the medium, like I already mentioned, and I wanted to connect with like-minded people. Uh, it wasn't based on gender uh, at that point in time, um, but then I, I went to a conference in the UK. There was a um, women in, in the UK panel. I asked them if they could also communicate about European events. And at that point in time, it wasn't possible. So I said, okay, what about Europe? Um, and then I just started a group on Facebook. So that's the beginning. The objective of, of the group and, um, is definitely to lower the threshold for other women to join the industry. So I do believe when you, for example, here at VR Days, have a first incredible VR story experience uh, and you want to participate in the industry, it can seem a bit challenging. Uh, and therefore, we just want to have a very visible group of women that um, uh, content creators, um, technologists, um, yeah, people in the corporate industry feel like it's uh, less difficult for them to join and participate in the industry. Okay. And well, what about you, Anastasia? How are you involved in this uh, women in tech or immersive technologies? So I obviously have my own experience as a founder or creator in the industry. And I was thinking that it would be really great at VR Days to have a panel that would bring together women and different um, creators from the industry to share their experiences. Um, because the industry is so nascent, we sort of have the responsibility now to make sure that, you know, we have a voice and that we make space for people to come in from different backgrounds um, to bring the diversity to the industry to make sure that we make the most out of the medium and the future that it holds for us. And I'm really glad that VR Days agreed to it because um, we have an amazing 
um, array of people, um, you know, Lean obviously and Kira Benzing and um, Sylvia van Aken from the um, Institute um, in Antwerp. And I'm very, yeah, very excited to uh, be chairing that panel. And, and what will the panel be all about? So what are the different topics that you will discuss? Um, so at, at the panel, we are discussing uh, different things. One of them will be uh, gender identity in VR. Um, another very important topic will be fundraising for female creatives. And finally, the um, topic of empathy um, through female characters' point of view. Okay. Um, about the fundraising, Lynn, is that something that you already have experienced? Or are there any numbers or figures that it's harder for women in immersive technology to raise money? Uh, so my perspective is, of, of course, for technology startups. So the, the panel tonight will be much more related to content uh, creation and funding. From a technology point of view, it's very difficult to point uh, to say that there is a gender bias. Um, I think for the whole industry, um, the last couple of years, it has been proven difficult. So whether or not is that is linked to gender is a big question mark. Um, I do feel, not only in VR and AR, just in technology in general, that there is an unconscious gender bias. Again, very difficult to point any fingers. Uh, I think the, the, big, the biggest uh, challenge will be to how to tackle that. And therefore, for my personal ex experience, it's uh, important to act uh, upon it. And there, th therefore, I created Women in Immersive Tech just to have more women in the industry. So the unconscious gender bias will disappear in time. Okay, and what's the plan with uh, Women in Immersive Technology? How are you going to get actually more women in our industry? So the objective of Women in Immersive Tech is um, to yes connect and educate women across Europe. So um, we have four official co-founders, um, but we also appointed local ambassadors and they're going to organize local events. Uh, the events are effectively, again, to connect women in the industry, but also to educate. So um, at local meetups across Europe, but also at conferences, we're going to have much more visibility and ask the community which topics are interested interesting to you and then organize workshops at these events. Yeah, but you need to get people at the events because people, women who are already at the events, for example, here at VR Days, they are actually are already in immersive tech. So are there any other um, initiatives that you're doing outside VR events? Uh, Those are then organized by our local ambassadors. So I think we have uh, one in uh, Norway, in France, in the UK, uh, and in Portugal today. So they're really going to make it a lot more uh, broader and just reach out uh, via meetup.com and just have as many women who are interested in the, in the industry join at those events. Okay, nice. And maybe, Anastasia, you can start one in Cyprus? Uh, yes, Cyprus could be an interesting option. I'm also moving to Barcelona in January, oh. so that could be... I think that, yeah, that might be more interesting, actually. A bigger, bigger community, and there's a lot of creatives in Barcelona, obviously. So I'm very excited for that, yeah. Uh, so, Anastasia, um, uh, during the panel, you were talking about um, empathy. So why, this, um, why this, this medium is like the ultimate empathy machine, and especially also for women? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So the, the real power in uh, VR is obviously to uh, provoke feelings in the audience. And here, female uh, directors have really such an opportunity to tell stories in a way that could never be told before. And whereas in the film industry and in the tech industry, women are very heavily underrepresented. Uh, now there is a space for these stories to be told. And it's... 
incredible to see the kind of feedback that you can get from experiences in VR that are told from a female perspective and how motive they are and also how impactful. Um, so because of the whole empathy uh, theme, you see a lot of um, stories around, um, you know, struggles around um, personal struggles or, or, you know, big issues that are that we're grappling with, um, whether it's, you know, migration or climate change. And um, because of women being naturally more empathetic, it lends very nicely um, to to get that across to the audience. Okay, so maybe one last question. Um, so women who want to join this initiative or want to learn more about uh, the industry itself, how can they reach out to you? Or? Um, I think the, the easiest way today to connect with the community is via our Facebook group. Um, so everyone can join. Um, today there are 1,400 members and um, all the women have different profiles. It's uh, content creators, um, people who work with, with corporates, um, startup founders like me. So um, every week, I actually introduce uh, the latest batch on the Facebook group and that's, may that's maybe the first step uh, where you can then introduce yourself and immediately you see a lot of reactions or comments uh, from other people in the group. So that's the first step. Um, and Do then you see the group growing already? Yes, definitely since the announcement of okay. the of the nonprofit in uh, in September, we have definitely a lot of lot of more um, active members joining, and then attend. Say, have a look at the events that we're organizing, um, either locally in your own country or at the yeah, the bigger conferences like VR Days today. Okay, great. And Anastasia, maybe one last question for you. What, what can we expect from Globetrotter VR this year or maybe next year? Um, we're hoping to launch our um, first immersive guide early next year. And I'm hoping that the community is going to love it. We are trying to still figure out the uh, thing that will be the focus of it. So if, it, if it's going to be um, guided tours or is it going to be um, your own sort of agency where you go through the destination trying out different tours and activities but really the focus of the project is to um, allow um, people all around the world to try out different um, activities and tours at a destination which is currently not possible um, because the information on the internet is very fragmented and it's also very limited. You don't get a lot of insight from seeing a couple of photos. And uh, so a lot of the travel planning becomes very, uh, either very by chance, you know, and you just sort of fall into doing something or it takes hours and hours and it becomes really painful. Um, so that's our mission to just make it a much more pleasant process, much more fun process. Can you tell us already a little bit more where we, we will be traveling to in VR? Um, or is that still... Well, the first one is Barcelona. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's why you're moving yes. there. Yes. Okay. Um, and then we are going to tackle, you know, the, the big uh, popular spots. So uh, Dubai and Istanbul, um, Paris, London, New York. Um, and then we will see if people are more interested of doing stuff off the beaten track, um, things that are less known. That would be quite interesting as well, because that's something that I personally um, love, uh, finding these spots that, you know, people don't really know about and going there and exploring that and sharing stories from there. Um, so if there is a demand from the community to, to go there and to go to these places, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of VR and travel. So, And Lene, what about you? About Lucid? Um, yes, with Lucid Web Pro. So our recently launched platform, we're um, going to actually launch it because it was in closed beta. So we had 
more than uh, 80 um, clients or potential clients testing the platform, giving us feedback. And uh, yes, we're going to roll out these features before the end of the year. Okay, sounds great. So thank you for, your, for this very interesting conversation and good luck with your companies next year. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.